You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This is the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are back with Season 3, Episode 54. As the New York Rangers are officially tied in points with the Carolina Hurricanes, uh, they seem to distance themselves pretty well against Pittsburgh. So we're looking at home ice advantage either in the the, uh, the first round against Pittsburgh or possibly against the wild card team. So, uh, Andy, we have a lot to talk about and all is pretty good. So I got to ask you, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I have a uh, pot of vodka sauce cooking right now. So I'm recording this uh, in my dining room uh, close to my kitchen so I can keep an eye on it. So if at some point you hear a loud beep, that's because I got to go add some more uh, secret ingredients to to get my sauce ready. Uh, And again, this is an authentic New York City podcast, hence uh, me slaving over some sauce while I record a hockey podcast. But I'm doing good, man. The Rangers are... they. They've been nothing but handling their business lately, and they handle uh, business yesterday against the Detroit Red Wings at home. Yet another sh- shutout for Igor Shostakin, and um, you know it's funny because I feel like even as far as last season, or even even during Hank's whole tenure, I feel like he wouldn't get you know he would get shutouts here and there, but it was always kind of few and far between, or something would mess it up. And it just feels like in the since they've. <laughs> You know, and I mean, obviously, since the trade deadline, I just feel like there's this team is so dialed in that Igor and Georgie really just, yeah, they're both uh, starting to rack up more shutouts in the in the latter half of the season this year. But that's obviously a testament to how this team plays defensively. And listen, I, I'm not going to pretend that Detroit was kind of checked out yesterday. They they look like a team that knows that they're just wait, trying to run out the clock. They couldn't wait to, and it was an early. Uh, it was an early game, so they probably had plans out in on the town in New York City <laughs> later at night. So they were just looking to, uh, yeah, just to get out of the garden as fast as possible, and it showed. But uh, listen, they the Rangers handled their business yesterday, and they continue to do that. Yeah, and it's it's interesting too because the New York Rangers uh, over the last two games they beat the Philadelphia Flyers four nothing, the Detroit Red Wings four nothing, and during those games, those are two very beatable teams and they seem like they just handled business like it was almost like a textbook hockey game exactly how you want it to go they drew up a game plan they absolutely suffocated both of those teams especially Detroit where you just felt like you know right from the get-go it was the New York Rangers were kind of all over them uh 
believe it was uh, Micheletti, you know, said, you know, Detroit was in it for all about five, the first five minutes. It was pretty, pretty much even. And then after that, the Rangers just took over. And you saw Detroit panicking with the puck and shooting it out of play and just taking penalties, uh, you know, the sticks in the midsections. And, you know, I thought the one penalty in the first period was weak. But, you know, once again, the Rangers are causing the other team to take lazy penalties. You know, if you're if you're hooking and and grabbing guys and in the midsection, you know, those are lazier penalties. Those are teams that are penalties that, you know, teams take when they are a little overwhelmed, perhaps, or a little frustrated or, you know, feel like they don't have enough time and space and, you know, just want to take advantage and jump the puck. You know, the Rangers, you know, cause those things with their play. So, you know, those are good signs, uh, especially against the weaker opponents that, you know, they're taking untimely penalties against us. They're simply getting frustrated they're shooting the puck out of play in their zone zone which means they're panicking with the puck which is exactly what you want to see um andy you know one of the first questions i have for you you know looking at the new york rangers schedule going forward you know obviously they have games you know against the islanders are going to be tough boston's going to be tough carolina is going to be tough but you know they have a couple games against winnipeg and montreal and you know, even the Islanders are will probably be mathematically out by the time we get to them. Um, the teams that are mathematically out, uh, do you feel like, you know, I don't know how good the Rangers are going to be able to play against some of those other teams, but the teams that are mathematically out, you know, do you feel like there's a little bit more pressure for the Rangers to bring their A game? Or do you think it's really right now more important that the Rangers just stay healthy and kind of, you know, go through the motions, maybe work on a couple things, maybe try a couple line combinations, power plays, stuff like that. Uh, especially because, you know, our position standings right now, we can kind of not coast, but feel a little bit more comfortable. Well, it's tough. I mean, it's a, there's a few factors. This is the Rangers first time back in the postseason in a while. So you, and with a pretty much a, in a, uh, not like two, only two players are left uh, from this team from the last time they were in the postseason. Uh, Kreider and uh, Zibanejad, and that's it. Um, so, yeah, crazy to think about, right? So, yeah, I think in the one hand, I think lo- trying to lock up first place in the division, um, you know, I don't know if it's their, their ma- I don't think it's like a hard set goal. Obviously, making the playoffs was their their goal. But I think, you know, I just, I do think that they at least want to show themselves that they're for real. They do seem to be building momentum. And then meanwhile, I mean, you know, they're now tied with Carolina who got, uh, who lost a pretty wild game to the best team in the league, the Colorado avalanche. Uh, they lose at the end of the game. They, uh, they lose, um, Jordan stall, their captain who's been hot lately. And then Freddie Anderson goes to the tunnel with like a leg injury. So, and Ranta hasn't played all that well for them. So who knows the timetable on both of those? I mean, you want to talk about for the taking, right? If you're, if you're that, you know, the one team that's dueling it out with them now has lost their starting goaltender who's been excellent all year. And Ranta hasn't been as sharp. Uh, and now they lose one of their hottest goal scorers and they've been struggling to score. Obviously, they scored four yesterday, but, you know, Jordan Stahl has been a big part of that. Yeah, that's a, you want to talk about up for the taking. And so it definitely is. What's up? I think he had two of those four goals. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he's been contributing a lot of their goal scoring they've been getting recently. And now he's out going to be out 
who knows? And, you know, you hope, obviously you don't want anyone to get hurt. I do hope both those players are able to play in the postseason uh, for the Canes. But I mean, just from a Rangers perspective, I mean, I mean, I'm sure they're not thinking about like, hey, these guys are hurt. Now we can do it. But I just think they're going to keep going about handling their business. And I think guys will get cycled in and out. We saw, uh, you know, Lafreniere get cycled out and then cycled back in. And it clearly did wonders for him. Um, Kako, we still don't know the status of him after leaving the game with an apparent leg injury. Although there was uh, apparently it was just a, it was a. more like once he kind of tweaked it or fell awkwardly, they just weren't going to take their chances. Apparently there was a, a Kako sighting out in Soho last night. So he apparently is walking around just fine. So I think he'll be okay. He might be day to day worst case scenario, but, or he might just uh, sit a game kind of come back. He'll took what two or three games off just for, you know, a slight thing. They're not taking their chances. So it'll be interesting to see if they kind of cycle a guy in out here to there. But for the most part, they, this team, the way they're playing, when they lose a player, they, I think they have, they can handle business, like I said before. And I don't, I don't know if I've ever felt that way about a Rangers team in a long time, that no matter what, I think everyone's kind of on the same page, you know? So, uh, yeah, I don't know if I've had this much confidence in a team. So I honestly, at this point, it's weird. It seems like Washington most likely overtakes Pittsburgh. And if the Rangers finish first or then would they play the Bruins? It, it just, I don't know how it's going to, we're going to jockey for position here down the stretch, but I honestly, I think if the Rangers keep doing what they're doing, they're going to end up in first no matter what, but we'll see, you know, it's, I mean, even if, if they well, finish I, second, it's not the end of the world. No. I mean, how ironic would it be if the Rangers win the division and then Pittsburgh takes the, uh, you know, the first wild card spot because Washington leapfrogs them. But uh, so, so then you play Pittsburgh anyway. Only yeah, you play you're playing them. Pittsburgh anyway. Everyone trying to get away from them in the end of playing them anyway. Uh, yeah, it. Listen, the standings right now, as it, as we're talking currently, you know Washington does have the second wild card, and Boston has the first wild card. Washington seems to be playing really well. Uh, they have like their hiccup game, and then they'll go and win three in a row, and they score in bunches, and they give up a ton of goals. I, you know, that's a scary. That's a scary recipe if you're a Washington fan going into the playoffs, especially if, you know, you're a wild card team and you're, you know, could be set to, you know, play Florida, who will put up nine goals on you if uh, if you're not going to play defense. I mean, Florida has won 10 in a row and they just seem to be, uh, you know, a team that is on a mission right now. And it, it's funny. It's funny because in the beginning of the season, I don't know if you remember, but I threw just the put my money where my mouth was. I threw $5 on the Florida Panthers to finish with less than 95 points in the playoffs. Their over under was 95 points total. And I took the under. So yeah, I, I just laugh at myself when I see Florida, you know, still with seven games yet to play have 114, and yeah. they don't look like they're, they look like they're easily going to hit 120 plus. Points. Oh yeah. They just like, uh, waxed Detroit, uh, six one today. Um, you know, obviously, listen, again, it's Detroit. The rain, Detroit's been getting blown out recently just because, again, I think they're just kind of checked out. At least their their vets are and their younger players are, I think, are feeling the effects of a, a longer season. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, the, the Cats look for real. And again, I think with them, uh, here's a stat from uh, who is this? It's, oh, Dmitry Filipovich from the Hockey PDO cast. The Panthers have scored six more 
uh, no, sorry. This Panthers have scored six plus goals more times than they've been held under three. <laughs> oh my god, insane! But uh, you know, again, is Bobrovsky? We know they can score. That's they're they're one of the most high octane scoring teams in the league. How are they defensively? Obviously, Detroit has been kind of futile lately, but you've seen some of the scores for some of these games for the Panthers. And yes, they score a lot of goals, but it'll yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And I mean, listen. If it's not going to be the Rangers, I would love to see a Florida Panthers uh, Colorado Avalanche final would be pretty dope, right? <laughs> so, yeah, you know. I mean, if you're if you're a New York Rangers fan, I don't see how you're pulling for any other team besides the Florida Panthers. I mean, talk about a team that is so harmless if they won the Stanley Cup. You know, it's not like you're going to have to hear it for the next three years. Yeah, it'd be their first Panthers. cup uh, ever. So that would be awesome. Yeah, so I, I'd be pulling for them. You know, do I think. I mean, then again, though, Colorado, uh, they ha- they handled their business against a very good de- Canes team last night. But, you know, it was they were up and then they allowed the Hurricanes to come back, you know, apply pressure. So they're not, you know, they're not uh, unbeatable, but, you know, they're, they're clearly the best team. Ever. Hockey fans feel the action on the ice like never before with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Right now, new customers can bet just $1 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still hit the ice for cold, hard cash. New customers can make their first deposit and play free for thousands with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. Draft your lineup of eight skaters and a goalie and rack up points for goals, assists, saves, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 and older, restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So, all right, we got to talk about this because I do want to talk a little bit about the, the Western Conference playoffs, too. Uh, it seems like there's more New York Rangers drama. And this time around, it has been at the uh, it's been all this drama is, is circulating really around New Jersey Devil fans that are I don't know if they're jealous or if they're angry or, you know, sad, depressed. You know, it's tough to be a Devils fan right now. but there are silver linings to be had with the New Jersey Devils. I mean, as a New York Rangers fan, I, I don't even really despise the, this Devils team. I could, there's, there's actually a lot of players to like with this team. And, you know, they kind of do remind me of like a New York Rangers team that was, uh, you know, a couple of years ago. But they, what is their problem with the success of Lafreniere or the lack of success of Lafreniere? Like, why are they so adamant about like knocking this player down in particular you know i don't know i don't know i I think it's different for every (laughs) fan you know there's i've seen a lot of lafreniere grave dancing uh you know recently sorry uh, my windows are open right now so there's a looks like a trash garbage truck outside oh yep wow someone won't move yeah anyway um yeah, you know, I don't know. I think part part, you know, there's a lot of and listen, I'm sure they 
they hear and Rangers fans aren't blameless in this either. Let's let's not let's get it straight. You know, every rivalries exist for a reason. I'm sure there's been plenty of Rangers fan, you know, saying Hughes is a is an injury prone pips week and Hill is too weak and this and that. You know, but um yeah, I don't know. I guess it's just cuz you know, you want to have something going for you in the Rangers. But, you know, like they said they they're not going to the playoffs. You know, they're they're going to be golfing. Their team's going to be golfing again and so yeah, I guess they have to say, well, even though the Rangers are going back to the playoffs, like your your first and second overall I'll pick or, or bus, which is just you know we you and I both know that's not untrue and low hanging fruit, and we've seen the flashes from Lafreniere, Lafreniere, and he was now he had, you know comes back, he has two goals, uh, he's all over Sports Center for the second one uh, yesterday, which was absolute gorgeous, you know, gorgeous goal. I wish I was there. Um, so yeah, I don't know, man. I guess but they're hanging. They're, they're they're falling on the sword of Dawson Mercer. Like, oh, because Dawson Mercer has more. You know, I, I, listen. They just want to stick the knife in the wound. That like, you know, that like, oh, we have a you know the player we took who wasn't the first overall pick in that draft is better than uh, Alexi Lafreniere. I think at the end of the day, Alexi Lafreniere will be a better player than Dawson Mercer if I had to put money on it. Well. Uh, and I'll, listen, I mean, it's you can only say to people, and this is not just Elves fans, just in general, it's like, listen, that's this team where they're at right now is a little bit too deep. And it's like, yes, he was, <laughs> Alexi Lafreniere was playing on the first line and he was producing and he got moved off because they want to find balance and young player. And this is a team that's winning. Like, you could, Detroit can put uh, Lucas Raymond in their top pairing and let him. Uh, you know, play first line minutes and put them on the power play. They can, Moritz Sider can be their number one D man and, and log those, you know, play the entire game. But just unfortunately, Kako and Kako and Lafreniere are, yeah, they're still younger players who are, I would say, A, kind of figuring it out. And I think their lack of foot speed has been the biggest adjustment for them. But uh, although you can see they're definitely getting better. Um, but yeah, I mean, Kako had two goals the game before he went out, before he got hurt. You know what I mean? So they, they're both figuring it out. It's just, they're not getting force fed minutes that the other, other players like that Dawson Mercer, who plays on the second line consistently and gets power play time and Jack Hughes get. So it is what it is. And listen, I don't think, let's get, let's get this straight. I don't think Capo or Lafreniere will be as good as Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes was drafted first overall. And he's an elite skater with elite hands, even though he's a little bit smaller. So I think just in general for the modern NHL, he's going to become a dominant player, a superstar, which is great. But I don't, that doesn't mean that Lafreniere or Kako can't become stars in their own right. And I think they will with time. So Devils fans, they want to take shots and try to say, oh, well, you know, not only is, do we have the best player of all of them, but also Dawson Mercer better than Lafreniere because of, but you know. who cares? Like, well, and and our good, we're gonna have our good friend Gibby on here. We will this pod eventually because he is a, despite being a fan of the New Jersey Devils, he is, you know, he is furious because apparently he says because, uh, he wishes the fan base cared more about holding their team accountable to playing in the postseason than it is for like, oh yeah, we have these good young players, which is great, but you know, good young players also don't aren't very good at playing defense and you can say what you want about Kako and Lafreniere but they're they're both being t- brought along to try to be good defensive players Lafreniere has m- clearly made some big strides and he you know he had slipped a little and Galan had 
brought to his attention and he was great last game. And he, if you look at his, uh, his, you know, the advanced stats for the last few games, he's been up right up there in terms of, uh, you know, Corsi for possession and, and, uh, you know, just in game score because he has been, he's just growing, he's improving. So it's taken a little bit longer than it might have had for other players who were drafted around the same time who are getting those minutes, you know, cause they're on teams that can afford to give it. But yeah, he'll come around and not all, listen, no player. I don't think any two players develop at the same rate. So no matter how long it takes. Um, and as I say this, my uh, alarm is about to go off to, to put my, uh, my next step of ingredients uh, in the sauce. So James, why don't you just keep talking about, you know, oh, how, I got a lot to say. Lot <laughs> you, to say. You, you talk, I'll be back in 30 seconds. So you, right. you just keep going. Okay. So for all the devil fans out there that think that this is like an argument to even be had, like, first off, number one, they're on two different organizations. Alex Lafreniere is playing third line minutes now. Yes, he was on our top line. He was producing. He was playing with Kreider and Zibanejad. We all realized that, and he took it off. Yeah, he didn't have a bajillion points, but guess what? If you look at Chris Kreider's points and his, all his goals, they're all on the power play. Guess who doesn't play the power play? Lafreniere. And, you know, you look at Mika Zibanejad. Where are a lot of his points? They're on the power play. Who, guess who doesn't play the power play? Alex Lafreniere. Capo Caco. They don't play on the power play. And the New York Rangers have one of the best power plays in the league. And that's where a lot of these guys get their points. And not to mention, we don't need the production out of our younger guys that the Devils desperately need to be somewhat successful. Like, you need Mercer to be a guy that they can go to. Lafreniere can leave the lineup and the New York Rangers won't bat an eye. Yeah, does that suck as a New York Rangers fan that our first overall pick isn't, you know, having 80 point seasons? Of course it is. I mean, would we want to see him have 80 points a season? Of course. Would we want Lafreniere to have a Hughes-like season or Kako to have a Hughes-like season? Of course we would. But guess what? We're trying to win a Stanley Cup. The Rangers have a history of never drafting that well. And, you know, especially our first round picks, they don't always turn out. I mean, Keto wasn't that great. But look at Keandre Miller is an absolute stud. You don't, you know, you don't hear us bragging about like how great of a pick, you know, Miller was compared to all the guys that went beneath them because it's all, it's all relative. Like they're getting drafted to different organizations that have different needs, that have different expectations, that have different timetables on when these players are expected to play in the big club. And, you know, it's just one of those things that, listen, if this is an exact argument that teams that aren't relevant in the NHL right now are going to try to make. And it's all they have. And it's really sad. And, you know, listen, do they have somewhat of a point? Yeah, I guess so. But at the end of the day, I mean, it's, you're comparing apples and oranges and it, you just kind of look stupid and pathetic. And that's what really all I got to say, Andy. I know. Yeah. And I know Gibby point- agrees with me and other <laughs> devil fans kind of agree, but it's just like, at what point? Do you not see the writing on the wall? And it's just like, I'd if, rather be in the Rangers situation than the Devils. Uh, yeah. If we had, if I told a Devils fan today, it's like, hey, uh, would you trade Ty Smith, who was drafted in the same uh, draft as Keandre Miller? Would you trade Ty Smith straight up for, oh, and by the way, Ty Smith was taken before Keandre Miller, uh, 17th, where we drafted Keandre at 22. Would you, would you trade for them straight up? Uh, 100% of them would say yes, because <laughs> Keandre has 
uh, you know, game breaking defenseman upside. But like you said, we're not, you don't see us bragging about it. Right. And that's the thing, because this are this fan base's sites and the team's sites are set on winning a Stanley Cup. So more bigger fish took, to fry. As if they took Miller in that position, there's no guarantee that Miller would be as successful as he is with the New York Rangers, because it all depends on where you go. Like within yeah. the organization, there's less pressure on Miller as a New York Ranger, believe it or not, than he is as a New Jersey Devil, because he would have been forced to be the man right away. Whereas, yeah, and could the Rangers, they have could they have insulated him the way they got? They only got Hamilton this year, right? Would they have had someone to in you know? Even if they had kept Andy Green around, is that was that be enough? Or, you know, he's now a what a third pairing defenseman, if that, in the NHL. Um, right. So yeah, I mean, it's all Not relative to coaching too. Like yeah, I mean, and obviously having Barry Trot system to protect him and insulate him a bit. Um, or or I'm saying or vice versa, having a Lindy Ruff and just not having a lot of uh, yeah insulation on that Devils team. So yeah, it's all relative. And look, Heald's been looking really good recently, right? He's absolutely. producing. He's finally using his line mates. He's been made. How many great passes has he made in the last month, James, or two months? Should I say since you know this is coming back his from his injury month. But you can let's just say he played 15 games this month. This has been his best 15 games. Then if you took plucked the best 15 games of his entire career like these have been better like this is how good he's been it's definitely been on another level now he's not the number two c that i think ranger fans were hoping he'd turn into but right now he's proven himself as a third line player that can you know be a threat and that's exactly what you kind of want out of that third line yeah and i think it's it's just funny how it took time but imagine if if the rangers had kept let's say goudreau uh, Lafreniere and Heedle together all year. I think all those players would probably, you know, well, maybe not Lafreniere because he at least got time in the, with the first line and that was clearly working for him. But I think Heedle would have more than 21 points right now. You know, he might be flirting with 30 points and then you're like, oh, okay, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, it's, you know, but again, he's a 99, he's 22 years old. So, you know, who knows? Maybe, like you said, maybe his, he tops out as a 40 point guy. Uh, you know, that's not, that's not the end of the world with me. I and mean, especially how, you know, top heavy this team seems to be right now. If they're going to resign Andrew Kopp, having Heedle as your, you can do a lot worse than having Heedle as your third line center. Right. So. Absolutely. I mean, if he's playing the way he's playing right now, I sign me up, right? Like sign me up. I'll absolutely yeah, exactly. take him. And, you know, and also too, you know, Lafreniere is also 19 years old. He came into the NHL when it was COVID. Uh, New York city is, you know, been a tough place to be during this time. And, you know, now that it's starting to kind of loosen up, you know, y- you hope that these players get a little bit more comfortable. And this is his first real full season. And you could see, you know, this isn't juniors anymore. It's a grind playing 82 NHL games. And, you know, uh, you know, the Rangers have been fortunate that this season had the Olympics. So there was a little bit of a break. And I think that was beneficial to this team, given, you know, their youth and inexperience of, of playing a full 82 game schedule but overall Andy I mean you got to look at you know player management that Gallant has had to deal with you know spreading out the talent through the fourth line four lines excuse me and you know it it's just listen this season in particular has had such a magnifying glass on it because of the you know we decided we're going to rebuild this was the first true test, right? We finally brought in Gallant, an NHL coach. We took care of all the issues of not being tough enough 
we finally have a first overall pick and a second overall pick as key pieces to this team. And, you know, we have the all-star talent, whether that be Fox and Panarin and Benajad and Ryder finally had a breakout year. This, this season for the New York Rangers has been more than any individual uh, contribution, right? I mean, obviously, Kreider hitting 50 goals is huge, but it, it's kind of, if you take a step back, you're like, well, this whole season has been more special than the, those 50 goals. Like, we have overachieved so much. Igor being a finalist for a Vesna is, you know, unbelievable. You know, it's just everywhere you look, there has just been, uh, you can pick apart this team and talk about how extraordinary it's been this season. So, uh, it's the only way I feel like devil fans like have to take a jab at us and it's just, it's falling short. And, you know, us Ranger fans, I feel like Andy, we have bigger fish to fry. You know, we, we are building to win a Stanley cup and yes, do we want those pieces in particular to be better? Of course we want, you know, I want everyone to be better. You know, I want Lindgren to be better. I want Fox to be better. You know, it's tough though. You know. The NHL. This isn't, you know, junior hockey anymore. So, um, Andy, you got anything else on this? No, I mean, we'll keep this one relatively short, only because, like I said, it's uh, we have plenty to come about talk about in the coming week, and my sauce is almost done. Um, yeah, you know, I, I we last time we didn't really get to talk about uh, Larry. Obviously, Vitaly Kravtsov season has ended in the KHL. He has a pretty nice run in the in the postseason. Uh, Larry Brooks comes out with an article basically saying the season's over. No, he's not going to come to join the Rangers for their postseason. I mean, we're talking about finding spots for Kako and Lafreniere, and now you add Kraftsop to the mix. It's just not going to happen. Whatever. However, we thought this was an untenable uh, situation, and it still might be, but uh, apparently there's still been communication, and the plan is to have him come into New York a little bit earlier in the summer to get on a workout regimen, which was, I know, is a bone of contention early on. So who knows? Uh, they they said they're very happy with you know the front office is happy with his progress, and who knows? It might be a thing where he, they've said, look, if you want to get traded, that's fine, but if you, you want to get traded, you need value, so you're going to have to come play for us or whatever next year. And the Rangers could clearly use it because I don't. They obviously can't resign all of their new additions. Vitrano most likely is going somewhere else. You know, thank you for your time, Frank. We'll see how it goes this in this postseason run this summer. But uh, you know, who would, might be a good replacement? Would Vitaly Kravtsov, right? A guy who has some sniping ability and has some fluid skating and some wheels and can you know get on his horse. So. Uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. So maybe it's not as untenable as we thought. Maybe he does come over with the intention of I play well and then I get traded, but much like a few players, namely uh, Tomas Hurdle, who requested a trade, and Vladimir Tarasenko, who requested a trade, and then actually enjoyed how it was going this season and rescinded their trade requests. Uh, and who, who's to say if Jake DeBrus took his trade request away? You know what I mean? It just a lot depends on things can change in an instant. So. Uh, yeah, that might not be as untenable as we maybe previously thought, James. And uh, I guess finally, well, you should say congratulations to Brendan Othman in his last game of the regular season for the Flint Firebirds. He scores four goals to to become a fifty goal scorer, and he's you know, I believe he is now the the uh, has the uh, he's definitely the Flint Firebirds all time leading goal scorer. I think he's their all-time you know leading or has the record for most points in a season now i believe i could be wrong about that but 
uh yeah it was rock star shit from him this kid you know he's uh i can't remember the last time the rangers had a pure pure goal score especially drafted one and he's looking like it he's he's his shot is absolutely lethal so he did the uh, after his fourth goal to get to 50 he does the ovechkin hot stick selly so uh, we retweeted it on our twitter uh, feed so if you want to check that out just go to uh broadway boys pod on twitter and you can see that um so yeah congratulations to him um yeah there's gonna be a lot to, uh, to talk about i am going to the winnipeg jet game tuesday night so hopefully the rangers don't they keep continue to handle business and they don't lay an egg because uh yeah i will be in attendance and even tuesday nights towards the tail end of the season before the playoffs against the winnipeg jets are still not necessarily inexpensive so please make it worth uh my time and hard spent money so Hopefully this team continues to handle business because like you said, James, they have much bigger fish to fry. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod and please rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud or the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.